quick one if you'd like to support us on our journey to a thousand please do consider subscribing or following this podcast wherever it is you're listening to this thank you um, i feel like like holding on to anger doesn't serve me and it's and it keeps me in that phase of my life um and i didn't want this man to continue to have a power over me um and even if you know i can i can detest someone even if you're spending your energy on hate or dislike that's energy that could be much better served elsewhere you know by the time i was kind of over it i was a mother and you know i'd much rather spend positive energy on nurturing this child that i have i really felt like i really felt at the time that i was the only person that was going through it or had been through it um and to feel as if i you know there, there were it felt like there were you know millions of us and i was just like wow and for me it was at that point that i was like i'm so glad i wrote this song because i put the conversation on the table and i feel like particularly black people we feel like oh i've made it because i'm occupying a, a, a white centered space but for me i feel like I don't know. I, d- I just disagree. I just disagree. I think that we need to stop aiming to to occupy white spaces and and start occupying our own and start creating yeah. our own. Thank you so much for coming to the Thousand Voices G Media. How are you today? I am very very well. Honored to be here. Um, you know, I'm yeah excited to to have a chat. I'm excited to hear from you. Like, you're one of those faces I've been seeing on my screen since I was a child. Like, uh. literally, literally. So, like, mm. uh, you know, seeing, you know, I was going to say seeing your face on the screen also, but then I'm seeing your face on this mm. screen here. But it's different because we're talking yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I'm excited to hear from you, man. Thank you so much for coming through. Um, for the people who mm-hmm. don't know who you are, uh, yes. you just give yourself, give us like a quick introduction. Okay, so I'm Jamelia. Um, I'm a singer, songwriter, um, a mother, actress, presenter. Um, well, I'm loads, of, loads of other things as well. But yeah, um, I, I don't want to make my intro too long. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Overall, a very talented person, basically, in a nutshell. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's all good. It's all good. And yeah, so what I like to do is I always like to start off here yeah, just from like, the start basically um yeah. talk about you know upbringing that kind of thing before we get mm. there actually you know yeah because i was looking into your profile when i was looking into you and that before um today and i yeah. realized um that all of your you got well you got the three daughters and you have a stepson as well but all your yeah. your daughters all their names begin uh, with t yeah 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 and that's just like um, me and my brothers <laughs> oh really <laughs> yeah all t. You know, I, th- I think it's kind of like the first one began with T, so it was like, you know, just keep... It's, it's funny, like, my brothers are the same as well, um, and I, I don't know. I, my, so my my brothers all begin with T, and my... um, And they have, like, extended brothers as well, if, if mm. you know what I mean, um, yeah. all begin with T. And I think, because I wasn't a part of that, I think subconsciously I wanted to be a part of that, so I named all my kids with T as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. Cool, cool. That's all good. That's all good. Mm-hmm. I saw that and I thought, oh, wow, that's like me and my brothers. But mm-hmm. yeah, Aww. all good. All right. So yeah, so let's take it back then. So let's, um, just to start off with, let's um, set the foundation, talk about mm-hmm. your upbringing, you know, where you grew up and uh, what the family dynamic was like. Mm-hmm. So um, I was brought up in Hockley, Birmingham with my, uh, by my mum. 
Um, I was brought up with my two younger brothers. I'm the eldest sibling in um, inner city Birmingham, Hockley. Um, and I had a really happy, full childhood. You know, um, my mum's Jamaican. Um, so if anyone has Jamaican parents, you know what that means. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you know the culture. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, I was surrounded by by culture and positivity, empowerment, information, knowledge. Um, I actually, I'd say the first 10 years of my life uh, was spent as a Rasta. Um, and it was, yeah, it was just, it was beautiful. It was beautiful to be a part of the Rastafarian community. I went to a Pan-African Saturday school um, uh, up until like secondary school age. And um, yeah, when I look back at my childhood, I just think, yeah, I, you know, I had it made. That's that's so cool. The Pan African mm-hmm. Saturday School thing as well. That's proper sick. I didn't mm-hmm. I didn't know that actually. Do you, mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, so I guess from young, then you were aware of your blackness, your identity. Oh you? yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And it, I think I was aware of my identity in a way that um, really has continued to serve me throughout my whole life. Um, I, you know, it it wasn't like it wasn't like you know it wasn't like. <laughs> <laughs> the part of the Black Panthers, which mm-hmm. there wasn't, there wouldn't, there wouldn't be any shame in that, by the way. Yeah. But it was more just, um, I just feel it was just like gentle reinforcement the whole time that you know that who I am is, you know, is great. And um, and so when I did start to go into white establishments, um, and not just white in you know the the people that were in it, but you know systemically racist environments that weren't built to serve me. I felt, you know, I don't know, I think I think I felt immune to it. I, I still felt strong despite the attempts that were made to chip away at my um, my glory, if I'm allowed to say. Like, that, yeah, you yeah. know, I, yeah, I always I always felt very confident in who I am and never was never ashamed of or um, or wish to be any other identity. Yeah, but that's real yeah. cool, and that's like, I think it's very important, anyways. The, the mm-hmm. knowing who you are, the identity thing. Yeah. I think a lot of power comes in that. Mm-hmm. Oh know? yeah, yeah. Oh like, yeah. From a mm-hmm. personal perspective, when I started to learn more about my history, where I've come from. So I've, my parents are originally from Ghana, born here, but yeah. you know. Um, okay. So when I'm like looking into that and looking into my history, mm-hmm. like you, you see, you feel a sense of pride. You know what I'm saying? You feel oh, like, yeah. like, oh yeah, oh yeah, like a sense of power. It's like mm-hmm. no one now you can walk into spaces, yeah. Uh-huh. Where you might even be the only one, and then, yeah. but then people can't tell you. Not people can't mm-hmm. tell you nothing. As in, like you're hard headed, but no, like people can't, can't tell yeah, you. They, like... can't, they can't. They can't tell you nothing. They can't tell you nothing, and they can't take away. Because for me, it's like I feel like, especially growing up in the in the UK, we are constantly told that we're less than and we're different. And for me, because I'd already been empowered before I'd even stepped out of the gate, like there's there's nothing anyone exterior can say to 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 take away from what you already know that this is what I know so to me you look like a mad person if you say anything Mm -hmm. other do you know what I mean because I I know this for a fact (laughs) you know what I mean I've got the evidence I've got you know um and, and 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 for me I kind of feel like it's it's really important to understand you know as a parent you're capable of doing that but if your parents haven't done that with you, I still recommend you do that work as an adult and continue to work as an adult either way. But um, yeah, that way I, I feel like you just walk with a different, with a different, um, yeah, just with a different energy and a, a different kind of inner knowing. 
Um, yeah. yeah, sorry, I could, I could bang on about this all day. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's all good. It's yeah. just a thousand voices. It's your voice. Mm. <laughs> Use it, like, <laughs> it's all good. So with the site, did your, was it your mum that put you into that Pan-African site of school then? Yes, yes, yes. So um, from as early as I can remember, um, I was going to Pan-African Saturday School. And a Pan-African Saturday School isn't, you know, it's, it, there's a lot of it based on African history, uh, Black British history, um, and, you know, that kind of information. But it's also, um, it's also providing a supplementary education. So as we know, you know, especially young Black boys, before they even enter the classroom, they're, you know, they're demonised, they're treated in a different way yeah. and also assumed that their intelligence is lacking. And so the effort to, to, to you know, the effort to give them the same level of teaching when it comes to um, normal education like maths, English, science, because um, the people who organised the Pan-African Saturday Schools knew these knew that our black boys our black children were being failed by the education system it was also to supplement our education so we would have homework from school um, or sometimes not and then also have homework from the saturday school and um, we had we did um we did african rituals and um you know we had i remember we had like an altar where we you know had to kind of greet our ancestors we were taught um different different african languages different like you know how to say very basic things but mm -hmm. it was just it was a connection especially coming from the caribbean at that time we never had any way of um discovering exactly where it is we came from we didn't have that information it was just it ended at jamaica whereas you know since then i've come to know that like my um the biggest proportion of my um ancestry is in benin and togo Right. Um, and I know that's I, I know it's two separate places. So my husband's Ghanaian, and he's told me you can't be from both of them. You got to be from one. But it's like, well, that's what it said on the ancestry. Yeah. But um, and as well as many other places, actually, I've got a bit of Ghanaian, bit of Nigerian. But um, but yeah, but Benin was the main place, and you know, yeah. again, we didn't have access to that information back in the eighties. But um, it was fantastic. And then my brother, my youngest brother, had the opportunity to go to. Um, a nursery a nursery school that was all that was set up in the way of the pan-african school and um so he did his kind of it, well it would have looked as if he was homeschooled but he you know the things that he was capable of doing at two and three years old um have you know inspired me even when raising my own children that you know they are our children are our children are greatness personified and all of us mm -hmm. are and if you see if we if we know that if we are aware of that the things that we will create and um yeah the, the things that we will do is just you know nothing I'm excited yeah <laughs> yeah like literally we, we can do literally like, um if we understand that like you said we're greatness mm -hmm. personified there's nothing that anyone can tell mm -hmm. us nothing that could stop yeah. us from living life literally on mm -hmm. our own terms we can go yeah. out and do what we want to do absolutely. Um, absolutely and that's quite cool you know i was listening to uh, when i was listening to your table talk with your daughters mm -hmm. The, yeah on your channel and um you were talking about well you're talking about you know, being homeschooled and uh private mm -hmm. school and the state school which what they yeah. preferred and that kind of thing so was that experience sort of some of the reason why you decided to homeschool them at least for a little while yeah you know um for me the the education the education system um spectacularly fails black children and um it's 
sometimes sometimes most of the time it's down to the individual child whether or not they they will succeed and that's unfair especially as a child you know um every child deserves the same chances in school um and so for me um whether my children have been in school or not it's been really important to me to as i said the same as the saturday school provide a supplementary education make sure that i'm doing more make sure that my children are fulfilling their true potential and not what um limits limitations my, the, the 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 school that they might be attending has put on them um i'd much rather not homeschool but i kind of feel like i feel like i have no choice i feel like i have no choice if i want the best out of my children yeah yeah, yeah. i hear you for yeah. sure and mm -hmm. Talking about, so if we go into the music side of things, yeah. Mm -hmm. So when you signed Div Capital, when you were yeah. super young, you're 15 years yeah, old. 15, proper young, yeah, Yeah. Uh, but when you signed Div Capital, one thing I've heard you talk about was the fact that someone there, I don't know who exactly who it was, but was saying mm -hmm. that you were too dark to yeah. be yeah. become a superstar, mm -hmm. basically. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Which is nuts. That's mm -hmm. nuts. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When, how did you take that at the time? And you were very young, but I suppose you were, you were doing your, so, you know, school yeah. and everything. So, again, for me, I, I, I didn't take offence to it. Like, no, I was, I just, as I said, I thought he was mad. I just thought, you, mm. you must be mad. Mm. If you believe that I cannot achieve something great because my skin is a certain colour, you must be mad. Um, and... I, I don't think I was never I was never hurt by it as I said I didn't I didn't believe him I didn't so I still walked with the same confidence and um yeah and power that I always had and you know it was it wasn't the first of first conversation of its type no it probably was the first conversation of its type but it definitely wasn't the last um mm. but for me what I think is important is for people to know that that happened I experienced that, but I'm still here and I still went ahead and did it. You know, don't let these words that people spew and these limitations, again, that pe that people place on us without the prior knowledge. Like, he, he didn't know me. He didn't know my capabilities. He didn't mm. know my, you know, where I was coming from. He didn't know, you know, um, who I had the potential to be. He just, he saw one thing. And for me, that's like, poor you. For mm -hmm. you to be so limited in in the mind, do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's wild. <laughs> yeah, definitely wild. That's a nuts comment, mm -hmm. right, I think. Yeah. And so, and you've so you've done the music. Well, you started music very young. Yeah, you've yeah. sang Capital yeah. fifteen yeah. years old. And, yeah. yeah. So at that mm -hmm. point in time, I don't know when exactly like the you know the fame and money exactly mm -hmm. started to come in, but it would have been you know mm -hmm. in a short period of time, maybe not long yeah, after. Yeah. I'm yeah. So um, so within five years, uh. Um, by the time by the time I was twenty one, I was a multimillionaire. Um, now coming from inner city Birmingham, um, and, and I, I wouldn't say that I was like super famous either. I just I'd um, I, I think I I was on TV. I was doing something that nobody else was doing, so I was able to make money very quickly. Um, and it mm. was obviously my my second album that really catapulted things for me but by the time I was 21 you know I was able to look after my family you know tell everyone like you know you don't need to work um yeah, which wasn't yeah. wise by the way that wasn't wise <laughs> um <laughs> cool. but yeah it, um 
it, it was a it was a crazy time for me but also within that period of time I um I had my first daughter and um I think that I owe my motivation and my my um commitment and dedication to continue to the fact that I had my daughter you know that was what um for me changed things I wasn't not to say I wasn't taking it seriously I was really enjoying it but at that time I thought oh this could actually be a real career I could you know I could do this properly and um yeah and so the next five years is when I really took things seriously and um yeah yeah it, it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't a game anymore yeah. yeah so do you feel like you missed out on some of your childhood then I don't you know um, and let me tell you why I feel like coming from where I came from, um, I feel that even doing the job that I did and starting at 15, I still succumbed to being a vulnerable black girl from Birmingham. Um, and, and by that, I mean the relationship that I ended up in. I still ended up in a relationship when I was 17. Um, and I it was a relationship that I definitely should not have been in. I wasn't mature enough to be in. Mm. Um, and these are the things that, you know, in the same way black boys um, from inner cities can end up in gangs because of their vulnerabilities. Um, I ended up yeah, in an in inappropriate relationship, I'd call it. And, um, and I, I, I dread to think what would have, what would have became of me had I not had this external focus um, one of the things that I insist upon with my own children is that they have an additional focus. They have something else that they're talented at, that they're excited about, they're passionate about. Just so that because there's, you know, there are predators everywhere, and mm -hmm. um, you know, and that's and that's for both males and females. And I feel like um, my mom was, yes. Yeah, so what I was saying, um, I feel like, like had I not had the focus of signing my record deal, going to, you know, going to work and um, and working towards something, I probably would have been more vulnerable and more susceptible to the perils that lie, you know, for inner city girls without, you know, a stable environment. And that's no disrespect to my mom, but um, she just, you know, she wasn't able to provide that kind of protection that I, I think I, I needed and, the type of protection that I'm able to provide my own children today. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's for sure. And you talk about, so um, that relationship you were in, the one you, you said you shouldn't have been in at that age, maybe you're younger, you're more vulnerable yeah. and that sort of thing. So it was only more recently, actually, that I found out that that's what the Thank You song, you know, your, mm -hmm. your second album was all about, um, which is nuts. Because when I listened to it again very recently, actually. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I listened to it like yeah. Yeah. different, you know. And it's, uh, you know, it's all like hitting different. And that's a very tough topic to talk about, you know. Mm. And you spoke about yeah. it in, you know, a single point out to the world, mm. which is a powerful thing to do, a vulnerable thing to do. You know, I think there's so much power and vulnerability, you know. You've probably heard from yeah. different women mm. that have been inspired by that song, you know, and what you've had to say there. Yeah. Um, what was it like the first time mm -hmm. you spoke to someone about that? Yeah. Mm. Um. Yeah, I didn't speak to anyone. I, I did it through my music. Um, I wrote Thank You more therapeutically and selfishly. It wasn't supposed to be, you know, the the as impactful or, you know, I wasn't thinking about anything like that. I just, um, for me, whenever I'm, I'm you know, in, 
having like a moment of like like anger or hurt I like to get it in a song because I just feel like it's the most creative space and and a good use of my energy um and so yeah I, I wrote the song and I was blown away by not only the impact that it had but how many people resonated with the words in the song I really mm -hmm. felt like I really felt at the time that I was the only person that was going through it or had been through it um and to feel as if I've, you know, there, there were, it felt like there were, you know, millions of us. And I was just like, wow. Mm. And for me, it was at that point that I was like, I'm so glad I wrote this song because I've put the conversation on the table, you know, at the time as well. It was a very kind of taboo subject. Yeah. Um, and for me, I'd, I'd much rather, you know, talk about it, be honest about my experiences and, um, and in a way kind of form a, a sense of kind of community and be an example of um, not, I, I didn't want to be an example of uh, domestic violence, but I wanted to be an example of the survival and the, um, you know, the, the, the beauty that can still exist outside of, you know, such a harrowing um, situation and experience. And mm. um, yeah, it's uh, for that reason. Thank you is my, the, my favorite, my favorite song and experience of releasing, you know, a, a single um, of all of my songs. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. like in an interview I've done, it, so by the time this comes out, then this would be one of the old interviews, but so oh, okay. a woman called Haley Melinda, and what she was talking uh -huh. about uh, vulnerability. And mm -hmm. what she, her quote was, um, vulnerability is a superpower which yeah. I think is so true, you know? Yeah, um, yeah, so, I agree. so much power is difficult. It's so difficult. And mm. there's so much power in doing that. Like you're saying, mm -hmm. people, how many people have come out and been like, wow, this mm -hmm. resonates with me, this resonates with mm -hmm. me. And then it's empowering in a way. Absolutely, you know? um, absolutely. Very, very inspiring as well. Mm. Um, and you were so young. Oh my gosh, you was a teenager. Yeah, I think, yeah, I'm like, yeah. Like, I'm like, oh, I'm 29 mm -hmm. now, yeah. And I'm looking mm -hmm. like teenager. Oh my gosh, you were mm -hmm. so young. That's, that's yeah. nuts. When 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 I when I speak about predators, you know, I, I that that's basically what I'm speaking about. You know, I was 16, 17, and he was like 25, 26. That's, you know, um, from the outside, you know, um, it's, it's it's inappropriate. You know, what what do you want with essentially a child? And um, mm. you know, but to to be vulnerable, to be innocent, you know, is like sometimes it can be like you know, blood to a shark, and um. And that's what, that's how I feel, you know, the dynamic was. Um, mm. and, and as as an older person now, you know, I, I feel very capable of advising my children, um, you know, ways to avoid that. But what I do also want to say is that, you know, the predators aren't just out there for, for girls, you know, for females. There are also predators out there for you know, for boys and, you know, when it comes to kind of, there's a lot of grooming when it comes to grooming boys to, you know, join gangs and to do things. And I believe my brothers were groomed as well in that way. Um, but I don't mm. feel like that grooming is taken as seriously. You know, I can speak about it and I can have empathy, but by the time a, a young, young man or, you know, a young man is able to speak about his experiences because it's often linked to criminality, it's not taken, you know, the sympathy is kind of taken away because by that point he's already a criminal, a, a criminal mm, in, mm, in that sense and and doesn't receive the same, you know, level of sympathy and empathy and uh, need to need to understand. And I think, you know, that's something that um, 
I'm truly passionate about and I, you know it's, it's definitely as as passionate as I've been about speaking about domestic violence I've also you know tried to be um vocal about you know about criminality and young boys and it's it's I've seen such a huge difference in the way that um that those subjects are are treated which um yeah is sad yeah, it's definitely sad enough. I've heard you, well, seen you speak on these kind of things, especially when you talk from mm. a personal perspective, saying like your family is that this and then yeah. this, that, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm a strong believer anyways as well that anyone that's, whether I don't, the term criminal sounds a bit dirty, but yeah. so I guess that's the word we're going to, you know, it mm. makes it easy to, to explain. Mm. But people mm. that are, you know, in that kind of a life and are mm-hmm. involved in doing whatever they're doing on the side, a lot mm-hmm. of these people, it's like, um, I feel that people aren't born criminals. You know what I'm saying? Oh You're, my gosh, it, of course not. It's, of it's course like, not. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's all sorts of complicated things that are going to mm-hmm. whatever for, um, things mm-hmm. that are going to the Absolutely. way people are right now. And Absolutely. that's why I believe in not judging anyone in mm-hmm. any way, shape or form, whether it's mm-hmm. involved in crime, whether it's mm-hmm. they're doing something else, some other mm-hmm. illicit activities mm-hmm. or whatever. My thing is mm-hmm. that... Um, what I say is that pain is relative or Absolutely. your experience is relative. Absolutely. And, and, if and your you, circumstances make you what you are as well. Literally, literally. Yeah. Like if mm-hmm. one person was to go through the exact same circumstances someone else mm-hmm. went through, you mm-hmm. may be in the same place. So how can Absolutely. now you look at them and judge them for doing what they're well, doing? Well, and this is the thing. I think, you know, a lot of us don't, um, well, not us, but a lot of people don't have empathy and they imagine that they, I could, I would never, I would never do something like that. And for me, I, I just say, put you under the right circumstances and you would, but you, but, but you can't fathom it because, you know, often you're privileged or you're, you know, you're living a, t- a life that's totally devoid of it. And for me, as someone, you know, I'm, I'll never forget my background and, you know, where I came from. And as I said, I would tell you that my childhood was beautiful. You know, my brother's childhood were beautiful. We, you know, were surrounded by love, by empowerment. And there's a point at which things change where, you know, your vulnerabilities become, um, you know, targets for predators. And it's, it's as simple as that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Um, I wanted to ask you, yeah, so we're going back to the thank you song, yeah. I've heard you talk about how you've forgiven that ex now. Um, yeah. Was that mm-hmm. like a one light bulb moment or was it, you know, over a period of time that happened? Well, for me, um, I feel like like holding on to anger doesn't serve me and, it's, and it keeps me in that phase of my life. Um, and I didn't want this man to continue to have a power over me. Um, and even if, you know, I can I can detest someone, even if you're spending your energy on hate or dislike, that's energy that could be much better served elsewhere. You know, by the time I was kind of over it, I was a mother and, you know, I'd much rather spend positive energy on nurturing this child that I have. Um, so for me, the forgiveness has nothing to do with him. It was all about me. It was about freeing myself to... Um, to be to have the opportunity to live a blessed life and you know and that's that's exactly what's happened you know blessings upon blessings and you know I have no hate towards him no malice towards him but I don't have anything towards him it's just that's you know that's 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 your that's your thing (laughs) you know that's 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 you um and you know where, where where I'm concerned my focus and my energy has always been on you know my my personal healing my um yeah my my 
my greatness, my ascension, my um, you know, focusing on on, on greatness, not mm, not mm. anything negative. Yeah, I can't I can't do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure, mm. for sure. All right, let's talk positivity. Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you've been you've been around the world. You've toured um, for years. You've been touring. Yeah. and performed mm. all over the place and that. Yeah. What would you say has been your favorite show and why? Oh, my favorite show. Um. You see, I've got I've got a lot of favorite shows. Um, mm. I had my own tour where I had my own name on the on the you know people were coming to see me and it was sold out. That was incredible. Um, but then I remember performing for Nelson Mandela for one of his concerts and just mm. thinking, wow. But then there was also when I headlined um, Party in the Park, and that was to a hundred thousand people. I, I don't know if it was. I think, yeah, I think it was called Party in the Park mm. um, to 100,000 people. And I remember just, it was just the most surreal moment of my life. I th- yeah, I think it would be that, that these people, 100,000 people in, I don't know what park it was in London, <laughs> yeah. but like came to see me, like, you know, that's something nobody can take away from me. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. um, and it was, yeah, it was, it was absolutely epic absolutely epic and then uh yeah party in the park doesn't even happen anymore i think everyone's everyone's on wireless now <laughs> but, <laughs> but wireless can't touch party in the park party in the park was sick it was much bigger as well so but it was massive like it? google okay. party in the park it probably I'll won't google be me it. but google party in the park <laughs> you know there's a, there's a next event now it's a ghana party in the park i don't know if you heard of that really yeah, yeah, it's, really? well, it's, it's not, not hundred thousand people, but yeah, yeah. Oh no, but I bet yeah, that's yeah. wicked. We've, we've got an event that happens in Birmingham, much obviously it's much smaller, called um, Jamaica in the Square, and and I love it, man. So yeah, Ghana party yeah. in the park sounds good. I, I'm up for that. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm giving. Yeah, it's sick. It's yeah. in that barnet or something like that. But I've okay. been for a few years and it's still okay. a few thousand people. It's nice, man. Yeah. Nice vibe, you know. Oh. Good music, good food, all of that. Like it's oh, a good day yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely, I'm definitely yeah. looking forward to that one. Right. So, <laughs> what would you say, yeah, is your most mm. underrated song? And I've got my opinion on this for sure. But I want to hear most... what you think. Um, oh, underrated. I don't know, question. you know. Yeah, I don't know because I kind of feel like every song did what I wanted it to do. Like, um. Mm. Uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'll say money, but I don't. Ooh, I, I don't. Underrated. I don't know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't know if it was underrated because for me, money was money was what that was. That was like our song. It was for us, and I just feel like everyone everyone knew it. No, 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 no. I don't think money was underrated. I don't. I mm. don't. I think it was. You know, it did. It did what it was meant to do. Money is big change. It's probably right? probably yeah. probably going to be an album track, you know that that I didn't get to release. There was a song on my album called Antidote, and um, and uh, you know only like diehards would know that one. But um, I remember I really mm. fought to release that as a single, and um, they weren't really feeling it. Um, you know the label didn't really feel it, and I get it. I get I, I get why they didn't want to, but yeah, yeah, for me that's probably what my underrated what's yours what, what do you oh, think i got plenty man oh, really? you know, you know what is, i think your first album that drama album for me yeah yeah like, that's, that's oh, thank me. you and like all your albums yeah 
they got mm. very different sounds proper. So I think yes. the first one, it sounds yeah. very kind of, I know it came out in 2000, but it sounds yeah. very like that 90s R&B kind yeah, of Yeah, yeah, which is exactly and, what I wanted to, to do. And that's, yeah. and that's my sound. Like my mum, yeah. yeah, that was my mum's uh-huh. music growing up. So yeah. I could think when I'm growing up, all we all we ever heard in the house was like 90s R&B. Yeah, I'm talking yeah. Like, yeah, Who's, I know SWV and, yes, and Go, all, all yes. them I was, there. I was raised on those those people. <laughs> so, that was my childhood. So yeah. that drama album for me, yeah, I mm. think every track is sick. But yeah, probably, probably guilty. I knew you were gonna say that. Yeah, you know, I knew. Big tune, <laughs> big tune, let, let me tell you a quick story about guilty. So, yeah. um. I wrote it with this guy called Robert Naismith and um, had the most amazing session. Um, but he was like, he was like some sort of American gangster because when it came <laughs> just before we we're about to release the album, he was like, nah, I'm not, I'm not sharing, I'm not sharing my points. So when you look on the album, my name isn't on the writing credits of that oh, song. And it? he took a hundred percent of that song. But for me, I was just like, ah, oh, like, fair, yeah, I know, I know, I know. But yeah, 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 that's yeah. Cool. Yeah, like but Gil- it was such a good song though. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's, a, that's a sick song. Guilty. I like Room One Hundred One. Yeah, yeah. I like, oh, um, way back. <laughs> yeah, what's my like? Oh, you got a few tunes on there. Oh, oh the opening wow. track. Um, it's one. I think one, right? One. Yeah, oh, yeah. I like that but one. I thought I was a rapper. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what, Chucky, rap on yeah. On your second album, uh, was it the money, money, money? Was, it, was that what it's called? Um, Dirty, dirty, no, I can't even listen to those songs. I'm like, what do you know what it was, though? Give, <laughs> yeah. give a 15 year old a record deal, she's gonna go crazy. Do you know what I mean? And <laughs> and for me, all those 90s artists, like that was, I was literally that was my bread and butter, like, I was living for those artists, and so, um to have the opportunity to record my own album. I was just like, I'm, I'm going to be like Mary J. Blige. I'm going to be like yeah, SWV. Yeah. I'm going to, you know, <laughs> I'm going to be like total, like, you know, so, and and they they really did give me free reign as a songwriter, which um, which was, yeah, it was it was actually amazing. And um, yeah, yeah. Good, yeah. good times, man. <laughs> well, that drama album for me, that's top notch. Favourite. Mm, oh, thank favorite, you. My favourite track's got to be... Um, See it in the boy's eyes in the, oh, okay. in the second album. Yeah. That one, Thank man, that's like MTV base days. Like, yeah, down, yeah, you know, yeah. Like, you know, like, back when you got to sit down and watch TV for an hour for your yes, favorite song to, to get, come on. To get that one song. <laughs> you got to get, go through every song. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you can't yeah, just go on YouTube yeah. and type yeah. in what you want. Like, you got to sit there, but. That's probably my favorite track. Exactly. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. thanks. Oh, that's good, good music, man. Uh, oh, thank you. That's all. It's all good. It's all good. Um. Outside of music, yeah. So, like, after music, you've gone into TV now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, let me see. With the TV, so, mm-hmm. actually, no, before we get there, why mm-hmm. did you transition into TV? So, um, honestly, I felt as if I was... So, towards the um, end of what you guys will know of my music career, I was being pushed more and more to kind of sell a more hyper-sexualized version of myself and um I was becoming more and more uncomfortable with it especially by the time I got there I had two daughters and I was just like I'm not comfortable selling this to to little girls do you know what I mean I knew Mm -hmm. I knew my demographic and my demographic probably went from like 10 to 10 to 12 to you know to women and it was just kind of like I I don't want to influence um young girls particularly young black girls in this way this is not you know it's not healthy it's not safe mm. um 
and it's not responsible. And I took my responsibility. I take my responsibility as a role model very seriously. And so um, myself and my label were butting heads, um, you know, towards the end of that 10 year span. And um, by the end of it, it was, it, it was, it was a mutual decision. Like I wasn't actually dropped. I just, you know, we, the record label and myself, we both agreed that I wasn't going to sign another contract with them. Mm. And and I've had 10 years. So I, I, I've really had, you know, the most amazing time and most amazing career. And I still went on to do a lot of, you know, great musical things, but um, yeah, the reason why I, sp- I intentionally made that transition was, um, yeah, it was because I didn't want to, I didn't want to be used. I felt like it was, felt like there was an agenda and I felt like it was going to be detrimental particularly to black British children. Yeah, 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 yeah. for sure. Makes sense, makes mm. sense. And what I wanted to ask, yeah, before that, so when mm. with the TV angle, so yeah. before TV, obviously you're doing music. And yes. um, the, what's it called? You said, you know, when you first started to join, then you was told you're too dark to, yeah. it, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And yeah. then so you moved there, now you moved into TV. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, I'm guessing you're na- navigating mostly white spaces. Yep. And again, yep. where you're being policed on what you can say and do, blah, yep. blah, blah, and all of yes. that. And like, yes. um, where, you know, you, you've been dragged mm-hmm. for certain things and mm-hmm. yeah. other people haven't been dragged wherever, et cetera, et cetera. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. So what I'm, I guess what I'm wondering there from that is that, do you feel like you can bring your authentic self, authentic self to these spaces? Like when you're mm. in these spaces and like how do you deal with the pressures of being sort of being seen as the, the spokesperson for black people? So, yeah, for me, honestly, um, I, my honest answer to that question is no. I don't think that any of us as black British people can bring our authentic selves to those spaces. And so to me, it's either you want to play the game or you don't. Um, I was willing mm. to play the game because I thought that I thought that it would actually bring about change. I thought that, you know, me... Um, occupying these spaces would be would be valuable and would be impactful but what it turned out is that you know you you're you're just ticking a ticking a box even when you see you know black people on tv now they're still not being their whole selves and I feel like that's really sad and Mm. I have so much love and admiration for the black people who are still there doing it day in day out and know what they're going through behind the scenes and um, whilst things um, are easier slightly easier I still think that there's a lot of um, progress that needs to be made um where I'm concerned um I'd say over the last 10 years I've gone from really wanting to be on those platforms and really wanting to occupy those spaces to um being content with a bit less and I know that's that might sound quite sad but the less for me is actually more because it means I get peace it means mm-hmm. that I'm that I'm that I'm allowed to be myself in my entirety. Um, I still, you know, I still scratch that itch. I've, you know, I've got a um, uh, an online TV show that called The Table, which um, I've loved doing, um, and and you know, and intend to do more of. By the way, um, and for me, you know, so doing doing The Table, which I don't know, a few mm-hmm. thousand people watched it. You know, it's very different than doing Loose Women where a million people are watching a day. Mm-hmm. But, but but for my sense of peace, for my mental health, for my, um, for my, even my pride, for, you know, being able to turn up on the show and be 100% myself, I'd much rather be, you know, at my, at my table than this. Um, mm, yeah. 
because I think what you know what people need to understand is that I tried for years and it and it literally as as much as I'm you know as much as I'm confident and 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 empowered as a black woman I feel like I, I don't know I can't let them have me like that like no yeah. amount of money is worth my peace and I think for me that you know there was a, there was a turning point a few years ago actually where I was just like you know what I'm I'm not doing this anymore and I don't I don't need you guys either I don't I don't need to you know some of the times I feel like particularly black people we feel like oh I've I've made it because I'm occupying a, a, mm -hmm. a white centered space but for me I feel like I don't know I, d I just disagree I just disagree I think that we need to stop aiming to to occupy white spaces and and start occupying our own and start creating yeah. our own you know it, all of these all of these spaces that we cover started from somewhere and I think if we began and started ours we don't need them we don't we really don't need them we you know and and as I said the last few years of my life I you'll only see me doing mainstream stuff that I genuinely want to do, that I'm interested in, that I've chosen for myself, not, you know, oh my gosh, I need to do this because, you know, they're offering so much money. I turned I turned down stupid amounts of money every week because I'm not a fool and I'm not being taken for a fool. I'm not, I'm not a token, you know, and and for me it's like, you know, unless it's something that I really want to do, something that I really want to support or something that I want to be a part of, I'm, I'm not involved. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. And I, and I guess in a way, it sort of goes back to when you talk about your childhood and mm -hmm. literally knowing and understanding who you are, going mm -hmm. to an African school and, mm -hmm. um, you know, just it's like knowing who you are. And then now yeah. it's like you can get to the age where you are now and you, you know your mm -hmm. work, you know who you are. You don't, you don't need to step into these kind of spaces in order to find, to like find some yeah. kind of validation. Absolutely. Like you, you, you should never have to lose yourself for you know for your for your passion or for your you know the things that you want for yourself you should never have to lose you should you know if if everyone else gets to show up as their their authentic self then so should you and if you don't that's a compromise I don't think is worth taking but as I said I still do rate and admire people who have that you know the tenacity to still go ahead you know I guess it's a it's a, it's a different type of ambition but yeah for me I I, I choose peace <laughs> yeah, yeah of course, mm, of course. peace yeah. comes first your, your, health, yeah. your mental health comes first man. absolutely in in a way yeah but what i think it what was good so about seeing mm. you on our screens because like i said like um like literally i've grown up seeing mm. you on my screen all, all the yeah. time seeing you on like the you know music videos and that kind of thing and yeah knowing that you're british as well black and british yeah yeah um and then after that you know your tv i mean i guess i don't tune into loose women and that kind of thing yeah but, yeah yeah <laughs> but um, but I see, you know, I see you about, you know, here and there. And yeah. I think that that kind of a representation is good and important. Just seeing it. Mm, I don't know if you yeah. remember Channel, was it Channel 4, Channel 5? I don't know. They done mm. like this black takeover day or something like that. Yeah, I was from... a part of that. I was oh, a part was of that. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. yeah. I only watched like one yeah. or two programs on no, that. No, no, no. It was, it was all day. So, yeah, you're not going to see all of it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Mm. But then I thought that, sound like that is cool because it's like you you literally seen, what I liked about that was seeing black people um hosting mm -hmm. and on like literally regular daytime tv shows i'm yeah. talking like yeah. home improvement shows yeah <laughs> and I'm yeah. Like, what the yeah. hell that? you don't even <laughs> fathom this kind of stuff yeah you know exactly that kind exactly. of representation is important and that was definitely something but, my yeah oh sorry go mm -hmm. on 
No, no, no. I was just, I was just going to say you're, you know, you're, you're so right. Like when we talk about representation matters, sometimes people think about children, but even, even us as adults, um, the, the, it's funny that you mentioned the home improvement show. Cause that was one that stuck out to me more than any other was the fact that raw, I'm only used to seeing white people doing this mm, and it, and, yeah. and what it does is subconsciously gives them the authority. So if a black person was to show you a house, you kind of be a bit like, uh, and it's like, that's, that's ridiculous. You know, that's mm. ridiculous. And we, we deserve as adults, we deserve to have that representation that, that we never had. I feel like it was a really successful day. And, um, you know, of course, um, I'd prefer for it not to be a day. And I'm, I do know that Channel 4 has actually commissioned a few shows off the back of it. Um, what, the one being, um, there's two actually, two home improvement shows with Scarlett, um, Scarlett Douglas and or Stuart Douglas, yeah, um, who presented sister. it. Yeah. yeah, brother and sister, yeah. And they've, they've got their, their own show um, now. And I was like, yeah, yes, big up them. Because that I've, I've, I feel like for me, that was the most... I was just like, wow, we've never seen that. And and we should, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Clocks I'd never seen it until I saw it. I was like, oh, wow. Like, I, exactly. I it was exactly. Proper, proper, and mm. I was going to ask you about representation, but you've, you answered it there anyway. So yeah. Uh, <laughs> moving mm. to now, what are you passionate about? Um, I'm passionate. I'm passionate about... Um, well, I'm, I'm, no, I'm passionate about a lot of things. I'm passionate about our children. I'm passionate about um, I'm passionate about mental health. Um, I'm I'm passionate about ensuring that we know our worth. Um, I think the I think those are the things that I'm most passionate about. Um, and that can take on many different forms. You know, I feel like I can I can be of service in those areas in many different ways. Um, I think visibility is important. So whilst I might not be, you know, coveting a seat on loose women, you know, if I'm ever asked to do something where I believe I could be impactful or of service in this role, um, yeah, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll always say yes if I, if I feel like the the end goal is one of those things. So um yeah I'm mm. yeah I'm, I'm I'm passionate about that and um yeah and I'm I'm passionate about providing visibility as well you know um mm-hmm. I feel like you know whilst I don't love being a part of the 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 media circus I feel like I do provide a point of view that is not um not often welcomed in mainstream environments so um yeah I you know yeah, I think my visibility is important as well. Yeah, yeah, for sure, yeah. for sure. And um, so I see that like, you've done, you do a few things, a few is putting it lightly, but when yeah. I'm looking around, because I've done a little list. Um, yeah. Like different, what would you even call it, like charity or type of things that you've yeah. been doing over the, for a while, actually. Um, yeah. Talking at different events, hosting, yeah. hosting different events, you know, schools, yeah. charities, mm-hmm. events, yeah abuse campaign black girl etc 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 um does this line of work bring you a a level of satisfaction that you never got from the tv and the music oh absolutely absolutely my my it's hard to kind of define what it is that I do because I feel like I feel like my um my presence and my uh the place where I'm most at service is online now like so through social media um I just feel like there's a really beautiful community 
of you know people who want to hear the things that I've got to say and as I said it might be a smaller audience but for me it's a much more impactful audience and important audience um um and, and when it comes to like, you know, um, again, providing visibility or, you know, um, amplifying certain charities, organizations, like sometimes that's just a post, like, why wouldn't I? Do you know what I mean? Like, what, mm. like, what kind of person would I be if I, if I don't use my platform for good? Do you know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not one of these people who's on social media for, for the likes. I, you know, it's not, I, I, I'm, I'm just aware that I, can can be influential from the platform that I have and so I'd like to use it you know wisely I think um I'm gonna, I'm gonna quote Spider-Man now <laughs> but um yeah. with with great power comes great responsibility and I like to use those things wisely I really do I like to you know uh, you know, I, I want people to know that about me as well. And I'm, you know, I'm always reaching out to small brands, small um, co um, companies, organizations, and letting them know if, if I can be of service, let me know, like, if I can help you, let me know when you've got this going on. And, you know, I'm always happy to post always and support. And, you know, as I said, I, I, I want us to win. Do you know what I mean? Me winning yeah. by myself is not success. I want us all to win. I want us all to know that we have the potential to, you know, to, to do it you know yeah yeah no, that's yeah. real cool and definitely I, I definitely like believe and resonate with what you're saying as well as like mm. with with this for example um mm -hmm. you know when I reached out originally um yeah you, know, you come back you said yeah no questions asked yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay yeah yeah <laughs> cool. but then I proper appreciate yeah. it because it's like mm. you know I'll tell you what we're about blah, 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 and you come back yeah, yeah cool, let's do it and then it yeah. hasn't been like that with other people and I get it to be honest yeah. not, I don't take it personally I get it you know you people mm. got things whatever but you know mm. i guess with you it's, it's very genuine you know what you're saying yeah you know, you, yeah you want to be able to give back want to be able to be, be of some yeah. service to people Abs and, um... ab absolutely absolutely and for me as well like if you're if you're doing something you know I, I guess i guess you know the reason why there's no questions asked is because i know that your your mission and your um intention aligns with mine do you know what i mean so uh, you know the, the type of thing that you're doing I've got to support that. Do you know what I mean? It's um and I, yeah, no questions asked yet. <laughs> it was kind of just like, of course, like yeah, just book it in. Even though it's mm. been, you, you you can admit it's been a bit of a mazza getting it actually done. Uh, but you know, so, we're here now. It's so good. That's <laughs> what we're here. That's what matters, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so you know what yeah so I, I put out a, um before we spoke today I put out like yeah. a little thing on social media asking people if yes. they had anything they want to ask you um, okay so I can quickly share a couple of them I'm aware okay. of the time because I think we're, no problem no problem like, don't worry uh, uh, thank you let mm -hmm. me just so let me read out a couple of them yeah cool so um yeah so put it out to the thousand voices on social media mm -hmm. and I've got a couple questions so first one I got from Taja Myers, which mm -hmm. to me is, I think is quite a similar sign you've already answered, but okay. um, I'll ask it, which is mm -hmm. how do you remain true to yourself? Um, my my center is very important to me. So I make sure that I return to center. So sometimes I, I am doing some of the, you know, the the craziest things um that are so far away from normality for me. Um I, I can't even think of I can't think of like a huge example. Okay, for instance, I've, I've been invited to like a British Vogue party on Sunday. Like to me, I, I'm going to be like, why am I at a British Vogue party? You know, because, you yeah. know, British Vogue is... It, I know people might be, might be, might think it's weird that I think this way about something like that. But um, with the um, 
the editorial team that, is, that has um, been built around British Vogue by Edward Enifor, mm-hmm. um and, you know, and, and Cole, um, that's kind of like, yeah, that's, that's kind of like upper echelon behaviour. And I'm mm. like, well, and I'm going to go. So, but for me, it's it's really important. So, like me and my husband, we're not gonna we're not gonna stay in London. Like, I, I want to come back home. I want to come back home just because I f- I feel like I need to return to centre. Like, not to get. If I'm being honest, it's just like just don't get too gassed in it. Like, and, and, yeah. and that, sorry, that that doesn't sound very professional, but that's literally what <laughs> it is. Like, like just just don't get too gassed. Like, enjoy it. Be there. You you're invited. So you know, I I, I dread to think who else is going to be there. But you know, I'll just have to hold it down. But I never feel comfortable in spaces like that. But my center is so important to me that you know, and also having children children will humble you real quick and um you know especially my four-year-old so um Mm. yeah that that becomes my center and it becomes my you know my point of return at all times so yeah uh yeah it's um it's very important to me to intentionally recenter myself good or bad whenever things happen yeah that's sick i like that answer as well Mm. because i I think Mm. i read that you you live in Birmingham still didn't yeah 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 i do yeah literally return to center literally No, that's Literally. Right, cool. And then I got this one from um, Amanda Janet. Oh, this handwriting. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, why why don't black musicians in the UK blow up, blow up like the US? Um, do you know? I think that um, we have to remember that we live in a majority um, a majority. How do I say that? Does a majority racist country like we really do? And um, and we, you know, when when a black British artist blow up, it's always the people first. It's always black people that have supported them first, and then if you're lucky, white people will also like you. So I I was one of those, um, I'll, I'll call it an outlier, you know, one of those outliers where, you know, um, white people happen to like me too. So now I'm great. But for me, I was great because the black people already told me, like from 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 people, you know, the aunties are stopping me in the street and like, you know, mm-hmm. I'm really proud of you. I was like, oh my God, oh my gosh, I've made it. <laughs> I've made yeah. it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um but yeah, I think I think we we you know sometimes we forget because of our communities, the communities that we create around ourselves. Sometimes we forget that we live in a you know we we are the minority here. Despite even though we are the global majority, we're not ethnic minorities, but we are the minority in the UK and the Western world. And um, that's something that we need to remember and don't expect that just because your song's good, it's gonna blow up because you know these people might not like the look of you and you know that's mm, it <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah all good mm. right, perfect and then last question i always like to ask this question before i go yeah. into a quick fire okay what, what do you want your legacy to be I, I would like my legacy to be um that i don't know that that that, that i was a good person i think i think i think that's that more than anything i think i'd like people to remember um, I was actually asked this question the other day. So we're talking about Jamal Edwards, who um, mm-hmm. who passed oh, recently, yeah. yeah. And um, and I was saying like, 
when I heard he passed, the first thing I thought was, oh my gosh, like he's such a beautiful guy, like such a nice guy. And mm. that was that was the biggest tragedy. And I, you know, touching wood and all that, I don't want it to be for now, but I'd like people to have that type of reaction for me that, you know, I was a good person before anything. I don't, I don't want it to be like, oh, she did this or she, she was on that stage or she met that person because that would be a tragedy to me. To me, I want it to be that, you know, I, I hope that my intentions and the things that I'm trying to do are resonating with people in, the, in, a, in a way that they, you know, that they know I was a good person, you know? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's what I want people to remember about me. That's that's yeah. it. That's sick. Thanks mm -hmm. a lot. Thanks yeah. a lot. All right, cool. So let's move into some quick fire questions. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Let me. I've got them up here. All right. Cool. So I've got ten questions. Whatever comes to your head first. Okay. I, I say twenty seconds per question. Max, okay. I'm, I'm not gonna time it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 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 Cool. And I think they start a bit easier. Then they cool. get a bit more. You know. But yeah. whatever comes to your head. Okay. Okay. <laughs> cool. Good to go. Yeah. Good to go. All right. Cool. First question. What's your favorite movie? Love actually. <laughs> cool. No, Queen of the Slim, Queen of the Slim, Queen of the Slim, Queen of the yeah, Slim, yeah, Slim, that, Slim actually. That, that was the right answer. <laughs> cool. All right. Queen of the Slim is a good film though. All right. Yeah. Next one. What's your favorite book? Ooh, you know, I think it's Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell. Um, I've read some amazing books, but um, Outliers, um, it really helped me to understand uh, understand success and why people become successful and also that becoming successful has a lot to do with luck and being ready for opportunities cool yeah all right mm. next what name a song that you can never get bored of ah uh, um there's like 10 everything by mary j blige everything yeah <laughs> cool yeah mine, you mine are everything been, yeah yeah mine would have been mm. guilty next one how do you start mm. your day um I start my day in silence. It's really important to me that, um, that, um, so I wake up before everyone because I want to, I don't know, it's like, again, I think it's that thing of centering myself, like, where am I? What's my intention? What do I need to do today? But it's always, you know, so no phones. No, I try not to, I try not to even turn the lights on, um, which sometimes don't, doesn't work. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, um, silence. I think starting your day in silence, like that first hour, if you can do it in silence, it's, Honestly, sets you up. <laughs> cool. All right. Next. If you could only eat one meal for the rest of your life, what would you pick? Just just planting. Doesn't even have to, it's not even a meal. <laughs> just planting. Plant planting like 10 different ways. I I could live on planting for the rest of my life easily. <laughs> cool. Easily. All right. All right. Uh next one. Name three people that inspire you. Oh, um, my mom. Uh my daughters and and myself. Am I allowed to say that? Like yeah, yeah. I feel, I feel, yeah. I feel like I feel like my brain doesn't work like other people's brains, and so um, yeah, I come up with ideas, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I should do that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> All right, next one. What's the best advice that you've ever received? Hmm. Um, best advice. Oh, 
I think I think not to take life too seriously, and I don't know if that's necessarily advice, but it's just you know, um, yeah, just yeah, not not taking life too seriously. Don't you know, enjoy the highs and just just know that everything that happens is is temporary, you know. So whether that's the highs or the lows, um, yeah, and and not to take it too seriously, like you know, your 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 life can change in an instant, which has happened to me many times over, yeah. Perfect. All right. Mm -hmm. Next, if you were to dedicate the rest of your life to one charitable cause, what would you pick? To one charitable cause. Yeah. So when you say a court, not not a, not an organization, just a, a cause. Um, you, um, you can name an organization if you'd like, but yeah, yeah. cause. On I, can't, I can't think of an of an organization that that is. Uh, dedicated to this but for me it would be yeah the empowerment of black children so whatever organization does that that's yeah that that that's easy yeah cool yeah. all right last two what's the kindest thing that someone's ever done for you oh um bring me food anyone who brings me food oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh like yeah yeah my husband brings me food quite a lot though so, <laughs> so yeah he's up there he's he's up there <laughs> cool. Cool. and last one what's one thing people don't know about you um that i'm a real computer geek a proper Is computer it? geek yeah yeah i love love video games i love um i love all kind of technical things to do with the computer um uh, i actually went to a um a school which was for technically minded children and um for my interview this is gonna make me sound like a mad geek but i'm very proud of my geekness yeah um i went there for my interview and i'd made like a little house and all the lights turned on in the house um Whoa. and i still do things like that to this day um and i'm very very proud that my four-year-old she's really into science and technology so um yes yeah, so i have a field day with her but um yeah i'm a proper proper geek anything gadgets science i'm i'm there yeah that's perfect <laughs> all right cool that's it <laughs> We will be all done now, yeah? Mm -hmm. um, oh, so, thank you. Yeah, thank you thank, so much for having me. No, no, thank you. Like, I really, really appreciate you coming on. And no one problem. thing before you wrap up here yeah, is like, yeah. um, I feel like we've, I get like a very, very good sense. I don't know, you know, like you just get good vibes, good energy from someone. Yeah. And I get that from you. I feel like you're, you're very, like a very genuine person. Oh, bless uh, you. I feel that we probably could have just spoken for a very long time, yeah. obviously. Um, <laughs> but it's a Friday evening and you've got to go have your dinner. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Room. But um, I really do appreciate you coming on. Like, oh, I so appreciate sharing yeah. whatever you've had to share. Um, yeah. And yeah, I know people mm. are definitely going to be inspired mm. by what you've had to say. Oh, um, I hope so. Thank you so much for having me and thank you for creating the platform. And, you know, I look forward to hearing it. And please make sure you let me know. I'm going to make sure I follow you on social media, but um, just let me know when it's out so I can promote and whatever. And if in the future you've got anything else that you want to promote, it doesn't need to be related to this. Just let me know. And, you know, Medea. Yeah. That's it. Thanks a lot. <laughs> yeah. But have, a, have a good evening anyway. And uh, yeah, and well done, man. Well done. Well done. And uh, let me know you when you get much. to the thousandth person as well. Yeah. Yeah. I will yeah. Be years down the line. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But even so, I want to know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe we'll throw a party for the thousand people. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> like exactly. Turn up properly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> definitely right, thanks cool. so much for having me no thank you so much and i hope you enjoy <laughs> yeah. the rest of your day or oh, your you too yeah you too take uh, care you too right. bye. bye okay that was that as always thank you for tuning in it is very much appreciated and if you haven't already please do consider subscribing to us or following us wherever you're listening to this right now it really does help us in trying to amplify the voices of the people that we speak to 
Also, what did you think about this episode? What did you gain from this episode? What were some of your key takeaways from this conversation? As always, it's always great to hear from you guys. So leave a comment, leave a review wherever you're listening to this right now. Let us know what you thought about this. The next podcast episode is going to be dropping next week, Tuesday, as they're released every single Tuesday. So if you'd like to see some previews, a few little snippets from that, then follow us on our social media pages at 1000 Voices UK so that you can keep up to date with that before it comes out. The full YouTube video will drop a few days afterwards as well. So keep an eye out for that. But that's that for now. Thank you for tuning in. This is 1000 Voices and for now, people, we're out.